To my brothers and sisters, a good morning on this episode, not order, 66 of the Good Morning Guys podcast. For joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, we thank you. As the game of life and the other games we love to watch and play, we discuss. One of your hosts I am, the Brazilian of geography, no, Brazilian of geography, Brazilian by geography and mountaineer by birth, Lucas Hemswisher. Also with me, of fake news, he is the judge, jury, and executioner, Patrick Novosel. Execute six, order six. (laughs) Six, order six. (laughs) Uh, And finally, in his heart there is music, on his brain, Doctor Who resides, and in his stomach, La Coretta digests, our final member of the GMG trifecta tonight, Mark Abouche. Despite our episode number, we are, in fact, pro-Jedi on this podcast. We shall see. Soon we <laughs> shall see. Unfortunately, good. <laughs> not next to the three of us. In three words or less, he can make you laugh. The volleyball and beast of the East, he is a Ronnie Johantis. And he is sick. And it is sad. And I'm not sure talking with... Yoda's grammar without using the Yoda voice makes any sense whatsoever. Well, this is the way. I have spoken. All right, (laughs) guys. So good to see you and chat with you just for a bit. And Pat, welcome back. We're sorry that Ronnie is not here to welcome you, but he is with us in spirit. How's it going, buddy? It's going. Is it? Where is it going? (laughs) It's going. I'm oh. not working tonight, which is yeah, uh, 100% better Woo-hoo! than it was last week. No overtime this week. Sweet. Uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, like this past week, uh, I had a few things going on, but one of the biggest things, um, my brother was in a uh, World Poker Tour tournament um, down Yeah, he was. Yeah. That's so crazy. That, that was so cool. I was yeah, I so, was watching it every chance I could get. Yeah, um, it was really neat to to watch him live. It was so he's been playing poker. I don't know, maybe a, um, more than a decade, but he ra- hasn't really been playing like um, live tournaments and live games. Um, right. Only for maybe the past seven years or something like that. Um, but he yeah, he's played all over. He's played in Europe, Australia, um, West Coast, Chicago. You know, he's been all over. Um, kind of like uh, is that Johnny Cash? I've been everywhere. Exactly. I've been everywhere. Or the man. <laughs> He's like Johnny Cash Jr. Um, but yeah, so uh, he uh, got to the final table, and it was at like a World Poker Tour Open. Um, so it was live. It was televised live on like YouTube. Yep. Uh, so it was like a like a thirty minute delay. So I told my mom because she went down there. Uh, when they oh, found out she? that he was at, nice. the, at the final table, uh, my mom and dad caught uh, the immediate flight down there to go see him uh, play at the final table. Um, he didn't end up winning. Uh, the guy that he was play- he was playing against, he-, he got to top three, and the guy who was a chip leader was just getting every single card. I mean, like he would, I think th- four straight hands, he had um, a pocket aces, pocket queens pocket tens and then pocket Dang. queens again 
and was, he was just he was just on fire. Which guy was this? The guy sitting next to him, or the guy that looked like uh, the dude from Police Academy with the mullet hair? No, he was glasses. he was the guy to the right of him with the oh, sunglasses. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So that was cool. It was really cool. Like, um, it was at like two thirty in the afternoon. It came on, and I got like zero work uh, done that y- afternoon. You and me both, I was brother. Just watching it, you know, yeah. like I I don't know how many chances I'm going to be able to get to to watch him play poker like at, at the big stakes like that. No doubt. So. It was really cool. Yeah, every um, chance I got when I think that was a Saturday, right? Uh, no, it or was, was it a Friday. Oh, we had we had a four day weekend. Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. Well, at, w- I was with my family the whole day, and we were doing just random things, hanging out. And I, literally every chance I would sit down and not be doing anything, I would pop on the 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 what do you call it? A match? The the game? The game tournament? What do you call it? The tournament? Anyways, I don't I don't yeah. know what to call it. Uh, but I, I put it on my phone and Mindy's like, what are you watching? She's like, are you watching that poker match again? I'm like, yes. And she's like, do you, you don't even like poker. And I'm like, I like poker and I know him. Well, I know his brother. So yeah, yeah. it's cool. Like to, to know someone who like is related or like close to someone who's in it and like, I don't know. It's just really cool when you kind of have a connection to someone, even if it's very distant. Yeah, you're, you weren't the you weren't the only one that was that was watching it. I mean, like I heard from a lot of people because I had I had shared it on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, and I think I put it on Discord too. And there were so many people. I got a lot of people like messaging me about watching it. Uh, that they don't know my brother. You know, they they just know that he's my brother. So they wanted to watch and bring right. him on. So that was pretty yeah. cool. That was really cool. For Your sure. brother was throwing off some major like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon vibes because he had like the, the hat down to where yeah. like you couldn't see his eyes because of course, you know, nobody on the table, they don't want people to see their poker face. Like the one guy he had like sunglasses on uh-huh. and stuff like that. And I was getting some major... Ash Ketchum vibes, which that's the nerd in me, but you know. I choose you, Pocket Jacks. <laughs> but uh, I got to tune in a little bit. Um, of course, I didn't know half of what was going on, um, but I tuned in to support regardless. Patrick, yeah. do they always fold so much? I didn't. I've I've watched some poker matches, but apparently not enough because I was watching it and getting really frustrated because it felt like. 75% of the time they were folding and I'm like guys would have like two suited something like a face card and a regular card suited or they would have th- things that I thought were good hands to have and they would just throw them away without a thought is that yeah, normal like, it, it, it not is. to go all it's poker very, talk on the good morning uh, guys you're getting but to, I was very interested yeah when, yeah when you're getting to the final table like that um you have to be very strategic uh-huh. And if you if you start betting when you don't have cards and I don't, yeah, there's there's just there's just a lot like like Dave he had to be very strategic because he wasn't getting the pocket aces, pocket queens right. like like the other dude was. So he had to be very strategic in his bets. Um, but yeah, if he if he got the, you know like a two non phase cards off suit, he was gonna fold immediately. Oh yeah, um, that makes but if sense. You're, like. If you're playing like a family game, like at like a holiday or right. something like that over someone's house, you're gonna go. You're gonna you're gonna bet almost every single time. It's like two of diamonds, um, three of clubs, all in. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. according yeah. to the uh, the great philosopher Kenny Rogers, you gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. 
which apparently is three quarters of the time. Apparently, yes. brother. It, it Amen is. to that. And it, <laughs> it takes a lot of focus too. Like you are sitting there, like not talking for hours, and yeah. doing math in your head and everything. Like people who have their like sunglasses on or hats on or or headphones on, they use that so they don't get distracted by others. Right. Um, yeah. 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 But it was cool. Nice. That's crazy, man. That's awesome. Mark, you took what about a trip. You guys? What yeah, you? I was gonna say, Mark, you took a trip to uh, a certain, uh, I don't know, uh, the home of cheap salsa and big apples. Yeah, you know, I did. New I did York something. City. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! How's your trip, York, man? New York, New York. Um, yeah, it was it was great, man. Um, I had I had been to New York before. Uh, about 13 years ago, I went on a trip with my, my high school, uh, this like select choir I was in, we took a trip to New York and we only went down for a day. So I didn't get to see near of what I wanted to see. So I've always wanted to go back. And uh, I, especially, it was a huge dream of mine to be able to go to New York at Christmas time. And so the opportunity presented itself. And of course, uh, my wife and I planned to go to New York uh, the first week of December, and so that's what we did. Nice. Um, so we drove up. Uh, it was about a seven-hour drive from oh, that's Virginia. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. It actually went by pretty quick. Um, so it was about a seven-hour drive to. Uh, we actually stayed in New Jersey, um, in a city called Elizabeth, because it's it's much much cheaper to stay outside of the city. Sure. Uh, so we stayed in an Airbnb. And uh, and then we, uh, I sort of had to decipher the the New York bus schedule or New Jersey Transit New York bus schedule um, to be able to get into the city and then you know go from there because um, I don't know I was having trouble with it trying to figure out okay yeah. what time does the bus actually get there and you know how long does it take to get to the city and are there any transfers or anything like that which thankfully there weren't any transfers. It's literally just one bus takes about forty five minutes um, to get into the city because we had a couple of stops in New Jersey, and then once you head towards the city, um, that notorious New York City traffic Hits, is yeah. real. Yeah, it is absolutely mm-hmm. real, and it was insanity to me to watch. This was like a spectacle in itself because these guys have down to a science. Going like 40 miles an hour and stopping on a dime within like three or four inches. Welcome to the big city life, my friend. That is how we (laughs) all operate. I can't tell you how many times while driving in the U.S. these past couple months. Well, not these past couple months, but back in the summer. Uh, when I would be driving in Amer- an American, a friend or family would be with me and they're like, "Are you, why are you so close to the person in front of you? I'm like, well, there's all that space that's... Why do you want to just leave it all open? <laughs> You're getting closer well, they, to the light so you can leave. So, yeah, I totally understand that mindset. They take that philosophy to heart and then some. Yeah, no uh, space is wasted like, between vehicles. Yeah, this this traffic is next level. Um, and so I was glad I did not have to drive in it. Um, I just happened to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we got to the Airbnb and... Man, this place was like a, it was a perfect place 
location wise because it was like a 10 minute walk to the bus stop nice uh, which was great um and it was you know not super expensive and it was in like a basement of somebody's house that's kind of scary yeah but it was it was i mean it was nice it was very nice except he said it (laughs) (laughs) except the dungeon no except the bed Uh uh-oh which when you're going on a major trip to new york city when you're going to be walking around all day long yeah you want to have a decent bed at night for recovery yes and this was not one of those Uh -uh. this was basically like you think of the phrase stiff as a board this is literally the definition of that it was just Mm. boards wrapped in a sheet yeah it was absolutely atrocious um so i tried to sleep in it first night um i tried to lay on my side it absolutely hurt my arm i tried to lay on my back hurt my back um and so i was like no i'm i'm done with this so i slept on the futon in the the living room (laughs) the bed was so bad that you slept on a futon that bed must have been really yeah that's desperate times right there it was bad it was bad um and and Kristen had a horrible time trying to get to sleep too um so uh that that was the that was the only main issue with that with that place though but i don't think i would ever stay there again um but yeah so we got into the city uh got to see all the the sights and sounds um it's just kind of crazy after seeing all these things on tv and on the internet yep. and you know of course on elf. A few yeah on elf and i actually got to a few locations that were in the movie nice um but i'll come back to that but in any oh, case, okay um spoilers yeah it was <laughs> it was just crazy to see all these things all you see you see them on tv and um, on the internet and that kind of stuff. And then you're like, oh yeah, here's Times Square. You're literally in the heart. You're standing there. And I I, <laughs> I told Kristen, I said, so there's where Sp- there's uh, where Spider-Man fought Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man. Right there on those red steps right there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. Nerd alert. <laughs> <Filmed> it there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was crazy. And I didn't know that the... Um, you know how the the ball drops on New Year's Eve, and, and all that stuff in New York yeah, City. I've heard of that? Um, well, apparently, like after the ball drops, it stays there in the down position for the rest of the year. And so when we got there, the the twenty nineteen light thing was still there, and the ball hmm. was still in the down position. So I guess towards the end of the year they they switch it to the next year and then put the ball back. Do up they like and then, pull the numbers out and then just put the new numbers in and then they crank yeah, it back I up to so. the top and that's yeah because huh. the 2019 was still there with the ball there I'm like oh okay interesting so um, you know we got to check out you know uh, Times Square Rockefeller Center um, and I'm still not saying that right but. Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller Center. Uh, Rockefeller. <laughs> Rockefeller. Yeah, either way. Uh, potato, potato. Oh, yeah. the Rockefeller. Rockefeller Center. <laughs> Let's go to it. Bums a windy, what? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, they had actually had the tree lighting uh, the night before in Rockefeller Plaza. Um, and so the tree was lit when we got there, which was awesome. And for those who have been watching our 
uh, GMG Christmas playlist. Um, that that tree made an appearance. Yep, it did in one of our videos. And on so portrait mode that. on your phone. Oh yeah, tisk tisk. <laughs> <laughs> No man, that's been great. But Mark, I was that you've to been, get the tree. Uh, you've been, you've been, you've been faithful, uh, sharing a video yeah. every day, and even uh, it's been cool to. I shared a video with my kids and did another video another day. So it's been cool yeah. to uh, share a song every day with you. Now we get. Oh man, now that we video get... with you and your kids. <laughs> yeah, jeez, <laughs> I couldn't have paid my son. And I've lost my son to be even <laughs> yes. more random. He just starts turning around to play with the tree, and then just makes him fart just... sounds like. Yeah, he turns like, around. Really? And makes a fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a natural. Awesome, but uh, yeah, I got to see the major sights and sounds, Rockefeller, Times Square, Radio City, Carnegie Hall, Central Park, um, which was a trip in and of itself. That's uh, cool. Because there are several filming locations from like Home Alone Two, and as well as Elf. Um, there's um, this place called uh, Bethesda Fountain where there's like an arch right next to it. There's a scene in Elf when they're flying on the sleigh trying to get it up in the air and they're having trouble and they come oh, yeah. up and over and this, this on the arch. Yeah. The rocket. And that's, that's, that's where it is. Um, and several other filming locations got to go to Strawberry Fields, which is the... Um, it's this memorial uh, stone specifically for John Lennon, who uh, was who was in the Beatles, and he was unfortunately shot and murdered not too far from that spot. Um, so it's it's a memorial for him, and uh, so that was that was cool to visit. Nice. Um, had a great time. Had great food. Um, we stopped at this uh, burger place in Times Square. It was on Broadway um, called uh, The Counter, which is like a burger joint, but it's like artisanal burger, like super Hand-crafted. nice tasting burgers. Yeah. Um, and that was great. And then got some pizza as well. So got to do that. Yeah, got to get um, a New York slice. Yeah, uh, I was a little worried about my wife because she's a little bit more on the introverted side, mm-hmm. and huge crowds are a difficulty for her. But she ended up loving New York. Nice. So this wow, may nice. be a thing that we go to, a thing that we do every year. Wow, there you um, go. Cool. Yeah, my wife still so, hasn't gone to New York City, and she on occasion will remind me that when we broke up for like eight or nine months back in college, the end of college, that I went on a, a road trip, kind of an East Coast road trip with some friends from college and went to New York City. So every now and again, she's like, makes a little jab like, oh yeah, I remember when you went to New York without me? I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Gaping wound. Yes. <laughs> so I still owe her a trip to New York. I don't know when that's going to happen, being on a missionary salary. Uh, trips to New York do not happen very much, but you never know. Might just yeah. uh, swing on by there one day when you I win the know. Brazilian lottery. Mm. Mm, mm, right, mm. right. Speaking of the Brazilian lottery, I did not win that this past week. <laughs> oh, boo. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Uh, my did you kids. Get yourself a ticket? <laughs> no. 
I hope my kids aren't listening because I'm about to bash their Christmas program this year. So Mm. (laughs) they had their Christmas program at school. Do you guys remember last year how they had the Back to the Future themed uh, Christmas program that I told you guys about? Just pretend like you remember, okay? It was memorable. So last year's Christmas program was amazing. It was called Back to the Manger. The kids like traveled back in different times, and it was like a, a spoof off of Back to the Future. This year, it was called the Christmas Dream Parade, and it was about these whiny kids that didn't understand the meaning of Christmas. They fell asleep on the couch. They had a dream about the marching band, coming and telling them all about the different reasons they should be thankful for Jesus and life and gifts and giving and all that stuff. And then they wake up from the dream and it's all over. It was like 35 minutes. Uh, My kids were amazing. They sang wonderfully. But the play part of it was um, not Broadway or (laughs) anything that I remember that was memorable. It was rough. Like... It was a long 35 minutes. Like, you know those, I don't know, Patrick, if you've been to many recitals yet with your kids or maybe with Claire with the different dance and things that she has where it's just like, oh, can this be over, please? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's every year for her ballet uh, or her recital. It's over two hours long. Oh, man. She's up there for six minutes of it. You're like, I'm going to go home and play a little bit of Apex, Mel. I'll be back later. I need to gra- I need to get one of those like portable like suitcase ones where I can bring it wherever yes. I go. That is Yeah, just just wake me up when the kid that matters call. is on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so like when my kids were singing and when they were doing their thing, but how it works with these programs is the 5th grade, the oldest elementary grade, they they have the play and the performance part. Like they'll have parts and it has a story and then all the other grades form like a choir that that goes around the stage. And so like the kids will talk and do their part and then the the elementary kids will stand up and they'll do a song. And uh, that part was fine. Like the song, some of the songs were cool and they weren't as fun as like last year's songs, but it was, you know, it was what it was. We we survived. And But the kids were just like afterwards, they're like, wasn't that great? And I felt so bad because last year I was like, man, your program was awesome with Back to the Future. No, no, no. This year I was just like, yeah, it was something. Like I was using all those like yeah. <laughs> very vague responses about the quality of the program, and and then of course you did it. <laughs> yeah, you did it. You were you, singing. I got. Yeah, I, it's, uh, <laughs> definitely went from A to B. Yep. Totally <laughs> it started. I you sang. I saw. It was great. <laughs> and then you stopped, and it was glorious. <laughs> no, but then in the car, <laughs> eventually Tasha's like, "So, what did you think? What did you like it better than last year?" And I'm just like, "Nope." <laughs> It's like yeah. not even fooling around. And then the next day, I check the I check every day. I try to check like on this day in the past the pictures that I took and the videos I took with my iPhone. Uh, and I had I had filmed like almost every song from last year's uh, Christmas program. And so Tasha yeah. and I were looking at. It, and I'm like, wow, look at all these songs I recorded and, and pictures I took. <laughs> and then she's like, how many did you get this year? And I'm like, I think two. Oops. So I wasn't very good at being impartial. Can't win them all. I mean, if they could just theme it after nerdy stuff or 80s stuff, like I think they should do a Goonies themed one. That would be fun. You got fifth grade kids, totally do a Goonies Christmas. That would be amazing. Like they could bleep out the bad words, like just 
add a little bleep sound. It's a Christian school. It'll be okay. People would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, bleeps aren't bad. <laughs> no, bleeps are fine. Uh, speaking of bleeps and bloops, did you guys? I don't even know how this connects. Did you guys watch The Mandalorian last week? <laughs> <laughs> Those are droid noises. Yeah, it's droid noises. Of That's what I was going for. And bloops. <laughs> the bleeps, uh, the sweeps, yes. and the creeps. How about yeah. The Gunslinger? Which I have a beef to pick with the writers of this show. The titles of all of their episodes except one has the in it. And then episode four is just called Sanctuary. They is could, this where you're getting hanging up on? Or this, oh, yeah, I'm no going to hang up on it. this. Because you look at the list and it's like the... I don't remember the first one. You guys remember? The beginning? Oh, The, Man- the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. The Child. The Child. The, the Sin. The Sin, exactly. It's all thes. And then you have Sanctuary. And then it goes back to The Gunslinger. I just want to say, if you're listening, Disney, fix it. There's still time. You could call it The Village or... The sanctuary, the cup of tea, <laughs> or the sanctuary, whatever. Yeah. But anyways, so I digress. Fix it. <laughs> Fix it now. <laughs> uh, episode five. What'd you guys think? Uh, it was uh, the before worst anybody one. goes ahead. <laughs> before anybody goes ahead. No, it's too late. Warning. Worst one. <laughs> no. <laughs> spoiler. I was just saying. Spoiler. 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 Warning. Spoiler. 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 Yes. Sorry. We're going to spoil The Mandalorian. So, Patrick, the worst one. Tell us why. Tell me why. Uh, I Well, I think... So, in the first four episodes, you know, you have a lot of Yoda. You have a lot of The Mandalorian's growth and change. Uh, and I don't think... We didn't, get, we didn't get much Baby Yoda. And we didn't get much change in The Mandalorian. The... Uh, the focus was this other bounty hunter. Oh, he was a new and them going after uh, Fenica, Agent this. May. Yeah, Agent May from <laughs> Mulan. They went after Mulan, who was totally so underused fe- in this episode. It felt like this episode was a f- like a a setup episode. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like if if they would have made this episode maybe I don't know fifteen minutes longer. It probably would have been better, but it just, it kind of like ended. And I'm like, yeah, uh, that's just like, uh. I wish there was. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, and I didn't really, I didn't really care for the other bounty hunter because he appears and dies in the same episode. Yeah. So he, I feel like he could have tracked down Fenica by himself. He like felt like the worst poser of a bounty hunter ever. Like he was not interesting whatsoever. I would have much preferred them to develop like Agent Agent May, for lack of better name. But her character, like if they would have had more interaction between her and the Mandalorian, that would have been much more interesting. Instead, we get the noob guy who just... Who kills yeah, her, her and then off. also yeah. dies. Yeah, and then also <laughs> dies. I will say the opening I thought was very strong. I really liked the dogfight. Uh, and then when he like puts the reverse on the ship and then is like... Uh-huh. The guys, the guy says something I don't remember, and Mando's just like, "That's my line," and then shoots him one Kill shot. Kill or be killed or something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. Was, I can bring you uh, in warm. I can bring you in cold. Oh yeah, that's uh, what it is. Yeah, good call. I was yeah. close. Yeah, you were <laughs> Samson. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> yeah. They they should have named the title of this episode the places we've been before <laughs> yeah well, yeah i mean they they ended the up tatooine. in tatooine you're like oh cool tatooine but it was 
they didn't they went to the uh, most Isley Cantina, which by the way, I've watched the all the Star Wars recently and when I when he went into most Isley Cantina and there was a droid behind oh, yeah. the bartending, I'm like, "No. It was just a few years ago yeah. they said they don't even serve droids. That's why C3PO and R2D2 had to leave. Now there's a bartender droid." Yeah. I don't believe it. And then on top that's of that, progression, sir. The, that is progression. That's progression. <laughs> the Empire's dead, man. The noob, the noob uh, bounty hunter. He's sitting in Han Solo's place. Desecration. He doesn't deserve to sit with his feet up. With his feet up, like he owns the place. Han Solo shot Greedo first. Mando should have shot Toro. He should have shot the earring well, dude. Well, if you ask Disney now, they shot each other at the same time. Oh, gosh, man. don't get us started on that. <laughs> <laughs> go down this rabbit trail revisionist history it's ridiculous yeah mm. but uh yeah i mean it was definitely interesting to to go back to uh tatooine and mos Eisley and the fact that like the hangar where he where he lands his ship is like a stone's throw away from where right the millennium falcon was and hey they had those little kind of they had those little droids there at that uh, from the yep, prequels, the so hey, yeah, shout out Phantom to the prequels, the, the best one, <laughs> the best little droids, the yeah. beep boops. That's the beep boops I should have brought up. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the ending, though, yeah, the mysterious that figure. Ending. You, you think know who it's they're Boba saying Fett? it is? Yeah, it's, he died. He died in the Sarlacc pit. Just let him die. They they th- have made it widely known that that Boba Fett survived. Oh, what in the heck? When how have they made it widely known? I it have makes- not seen this documentation or mention. They have they have had it in several things that I don't know if they're canon anymore, but um, the fact that he used his jetpack to escape. So, but didn't his jetpack? Like get destroyed when he got thrown. Yeah, got malfunctioned. The side of that ship. Yeah, when Han Solo's like Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? And then he hits him, and then he. It got activated. Yeah, hmm. but it's Boba Fett. I, mean, I guess he could have. I mean, it takes a long time to di- be digested by the Sarlacc guy, the Sarlacc. Well, we don't know what got digested by the by the Sarlacc pit. Apparently, not his jetpack, according to yeah. nope. everyone. That is not it's widely known. Not Lucas. easily digestible. <laughs> I think it was the the guy who used to give him the fobs and the jobs in the first, second, and third fobs episode. And jobs. Fobs and the jobs. <laughs> yep, that's what I said. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. He gives them fobs, and those happen to be jobs. So <laughs> yeah, I think it's just him because he's following him to get Baby Yoda because he had a cape no. too, didn't he? Did he have a cape? He did. He did have a cape. But but Lucas, didn't he get shot and killed in the No, he did not. No, he had, he had uh, those like the, Empire credits in his chest. No, it was the armor. Or something like that. The no. the Beskin. He had he had a Beskin plate. Cause he sho- no. remember he showed it to uh I'm showing you, can't you see? He yes. the Beskar. The Beskar. The Beskar yeah, the Beskar. He had one of those Beskar squares, like two of them that he had gotten also mm. for the completed Yoda oh, okay. Yoda job. Fob and job. <laughs> I just don't think that's enough of a payoff, honestly. No, like, yeah, I don't think so. Either. Yeah, maybe not. I don't even mm. think the the just showing someone walking it made like little 
little western sounds like stirrups like rattling like ching 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 and then it just shows him walk up to the dead body of agent may i'm like that's it mm. it's not going to give us any more hint of who it is or i don't know yeah I don't. it's know. probably going to be him and that's going to be lame but you know. i mean yeah it is what it is or it could be like uh the show lost and not even go back to it ever so who knows <laughs> that works i'm fine with that <laughs> If only if only Disney had like a like a criticism or a feedback box we could put put little messages for them so that they would listen to us. Do you think do you think Disney would take our feedback if we gave it to them Patrick? Uh they would not read them if they're from us. I think they should. I think that's mean. They should. They, they should. should. But they won't. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> but, but but maybe in the future they will. But you know what? Uh, in the future they they definitely should. In the future they'll take our feedback. I guarantee it. Well, speaking of that, I don't see any better way to jump into our topics. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, so last week, Patrick had to work overtime, and he was not with us for our randomness episode of sharing different things, and so he is going to bring before us a topic for us to discuss. So, Patrick, I'm going to let you take it from here, even though we've already dropped the hint of what it could or could not be. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, my uh, topic is feedback uh, this week, and... For the past, since I've been a manager um, at my job, I've had to provide a lot of feedback to uh, to my team, um, and what that is either during normal day to day operations um, or during quarterly sit downs with them to see how they're doing, um, and then also on an annual basis to give their annual review, let them know how they did, what they can work on, um, some opportunities. Um, that they can address so they can continue to continue to grow um, and learn and improve their knowledge. And um, sometimes uh, it is hard when you're giving someone uh, constructive feedback mm-hmm. to where, you know, like they're, they, it, something that could have been handled uh, a different way. Um, and it's also hard when you're trying to give feedback to someone um, who is not receptive to get to getting that feedback? Right. You know they they have a, a certain perception that uh, their way is the right way, and they won't listen to another point of view. Um, sometimes that can be hard. I know that you know when when I receive feedback, it's it's kind of hard because I welcome feedback, but when I get it, I kind of feel like I'm personally attacked at the in the moment that I'm like. Oh yeah, this is this is what I need because if I don't know what I'm doing wrong, then how can I fix it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you how how in your guys's current roles, uh, both as husbands and in your work life, um, do you guys get feedback 
So let's 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 start let's start with uh, with uh, your your jobs. Do you guys get feedback on a regular basis, and how does that what does that look like? So in my job, um, I would say right now I'm not in a current I'm not in a current place where I'm getting a lot of feedback. I'm actually at the tail end of fundraising for um, for the next like year or two of service of missionary service here in Brazil. Uh, so I'm not currently in a state of like receiving a lot of feedback because it's ju- just been about getting connected with people and, and raising prayer and financial support, which uh, ironically enough, today we just passed our, our, uh, our goal of, of monthly support. And so uh, awesome. come nice. January 1 or the end of this month or the beginning of January, we're going to be hitting the next uh, the next phase and be officially employed and, and, you know, getting a salary and getting, uh, kind of, a uh, ministry funds so that we can start using that towards, towards ministry. So that's really exciting, uh, to actually share because it worked out to happen on the same day as the podcast. And, you know, and talking about this feedback, I think in the coming year, I am definitely going to be, re- be receiving feedback. I'm going to be giving feedback, because uh, I'm going to have different mission coordinators under me that I'm going to need to spend more time training and enabling. Um, but for me, I would say in general, kind of like you, Patrick, I welcome it. Like I really like feedback. I, I really like being told uh, what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. Um, I don't, you know, sometimes I want to lean towards thinking it's criticism, but I like the way you've taken it where it's feedback. It should be positive and negative and uh, both sides of the coin should be discussed and shared. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I seek it as much as I should. Like, like it's not set up. There's not a good system right now with at least the church of the Nazarene and like the organization I work with in terms of kind of how it works, partly because I'm like a bridge between two worlds. Like I'm a part of Brazil and the church here, but at the same time, I'm part of the U.S., and it's kind of hard to balance that feedback where, you know, the people that could probably give me the best kind of feedback are in the U.S., but they don't see me on a day, day-to-day or weekly basis, so it's hard for them to give me feedback, so they rely on me to communicate with them what what's going on, what I'm doing, what my goals are, um, and so, so it's kind of hard to who, seek that feedback. Who would give you feedback then? If it's hard to seek it, I would say that it would be uh, pastors in my local church, and that's and that's really where I think I've gotten the best feedback in terms of you know someone who's holding my feet to the fire. There's a there's actually uh, I've mentioned them before that both their names are Wesley. It's a pastor here and a pastor in the U.S. that I talk to both of them on pretty much a weekly basis, and I'm open and honest. And a lot of it does rely on me, you know, sharing where I'm having success, where I'm having failure, where I'm struggling, um, where, you know, I've something good's been going on or whatever. Uh, it does require me to communicate. There's nobody that can just observe what I'm doing outside of me, like kind of sharing what's going on, at least at this point. Yeah. Uh, in the next phase, I think that I will be working more on a daily and weekly basis with people. So there'll be more opportunity for, for more feedback. Um, but as it stands right now, it, it relies a lot on, a lot on me to seek that feedback at my job. 
So what is that is that feedback? Is it in like written form or is it like face to face? What kind of feedback do you get? Well, as of right now, it's been face to face. Like, face to face. Yeah, you know? no, there's no scoring. <laughs> it's face to face, but that's that's one thing that once things become official, as they will here in less than a month, uh, there'll be a lot more written feedback going on. So there will be a lot more uh, forms and uh, I don't know what you want to call them, like. Uh, reports that I'll have to give in terms of what not just like what um, mission projects we've done but where you know money's been going in and out kind of keeping accountability with that Uh, yeah and just it's a lot of it will be written I think when it's more official gotcha what about you Mark um so I I take and give feedback i guess in several different ways in several avenues of my life um in my job i i tend to give i guess a little bit more than i receive but i do receive um specifically i'm thinking about my ministry position um you know being a a worship and youth leader um a lot of times I'm, I'm having to, in rehearsals and things like that for, for each and every week, um, when we practice the music for, for service, um, you know, when we go over a song, it's like, okay, that was great, but I think there's this one spot that I think we need to sort of work on. Um, you know, we're not in, in sync at that point. We're not in time. Um, you know, there's just a little bit something off or there's, you know, a portion that like, you know, we were almost there that kind of thing. And I think for me, it's, it's giving feedback without, I I try as much as possible to give feedback without, uh, isolating the person. Yeah, Uh, I get that. So, because you don't want them to, I guess, be made a, you know, you don't want to put them on the on the on the spot, right? Yeah, you don't want to fr- do that in front of others. You'll be like, when you're trying Ted, to you are flat. Feedback. You sound awful. <laughs> yeah, unless it's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> there's 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 points where you kind of can't avoid it because it's it's kind of glaringly obvious. And even then, I'm like, well, I, I was here in a, a spot there, and they usually whoever it was on the team owns up to it. like, oh yeah, it was me. He's like, okay, yeah, well. Um, yeah, we can just work on it there and it's not, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's feedback kind of led by encouragement, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not antagonistic and man, that just sucked. What were you thinking when you played that wrong note? (laughs) Yeah. That's the kind of feedback that is not constructive. When you say something like that sucks, it's like, well, okay, yeah, it sucks, but how does it suck? Right. You know, like, what can I do to just make it sure it doesn't suck? And, are we talking about vacuums I... or what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. We want, you want your vacuums to suck. Yeah. For it's sure. only time. <laughs> we, uh, um, speaking, of, speaking of that, we had, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, our vacuum uh, died. So we, it, was, uh, it was Black Friday and we put it out. We we're like, all right, well, let's get a new vacuum. We put it out in the, uh, in the garbage. And then we're like, oh, man, we're trying to find out Black Friday deals for a vacuum cleaner. I went out to Target. I went out to Walmart. And uh, the uh, Black Friday deal for the vacuum was they were all of them were gone. Oh, no. So I come home and uh, Mel calls her brother up. He comes over to take a look at it. And it all of a sudden magically works again. <laughs> and <laughs> so we're like, 
All right, well, let's see how long this lasts. We don't. Not, I don't feel like buying a vacuum because these are like the ones we want are like hundred dollars. I don't feel like spending a hundred dollars. Yeah. So it sucks again. Hey. Good thing. <laughs> That's a close one. But but yeah, like typically in 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 the rehearsal setting, you know, you go over it again, and you always make sure to like, oh man, yeah, that was better. That was a lot better. Um, just to to sort of give them that encouragement and let them know that you know their their improvement they're improving and um that it's not just you're not just trying to be critical the whole time yeah yeah um and of course i receive criticism well not necessarily like criticism but but feedback on certain right. things that i'm doing um do you have regular you know, hey, like get togethers with your lead pastor or other people I do. in your staff yeah we stuff? have we have a phone call uh pretty much every every week um, cause they, they're, he lives about an hour. The church is about an hour from where I live. So the only time we really can do it is over a phone call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have, we have good conversations talking about, you know, plans for what's coming up. Um, you know, he asks, um, doing with, with teaching the Sunday school, teaching the youth, um, you know, uh, things like that. He tries to, you know, give, encouragement as much as possible and like hey we may need to work on this part right here um and just make sure you do this only do this for a certain amount of time in the service and all this kind of stuff um so it's it's it i haven't received anything like man you really need to step up in this kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it's it's like little bits of like hey we could probably tweak this here and there and i totally welcome that um, because you know, if, if there's an opportunity for me to do something differently or do something better, um, I'm, I'm all for that. Um, and, and then also like it per- personally, you know, my relationship with my wife. Um, yeah. So let's, let's talk, let's talk about our wives. Do you, do you yeah. get that constant feedback from the wife or is it more criticism? It's, it's. <laughs> It varies. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes in the moment, you know, the, when emotions are there, it's kind of like a "Hey, stop that" kind of thing or whatever. But most times, it's like "Hey, listen." When you know, I would you never, pull- I would never tell my wife, "Hey, listen." <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me explain this to you. Let me mansplain well, this. Anytime that, uh, <laughs> yeah. anytime All I right, have an there's issue, the couch. I I try to come at it at, at like a you know trying to the same way, almost the same way in my rehearsal times and stuff like that. Um, of course, you kind of have to be isolating at that point, but um, but like listen, you know, this is going on. This is how it's making me feel. You know, can we please try to you know, do something different or, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and can you give us an example? We, I'd like an anecdote. <laughs> yeah. A little soliloquy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to do a soliloquy because that just turns out sad. Um, but no, it's, it's, I don't know what soliloquy means. Is it like when you put the dishes the wrong way in the dishwasher? Cause I get that one. Like I don't even put the All dishes soliloquy? in the dishwasher anymore. I uh I leave them on the counter until the wife puts them in the dishwasher. She's requested okay. it. Okay. 
She said, just okay. leave them on the counter. And I'm like, okay. She's like, why do you? Yeah. Because I, I, every time I put them in the dishwasher, I put them in a different way. Like, I don't have a set way to put them. You just put them in the dishwasher how they fit. It doesn't matter if that's sure. like, anyways. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's important. If, if you're going to get the criticism important. feedback, it's really easy to just say, you know what? You can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. That also goes over. Oh, well. yeah. Uh-huh. Sleeping on the couch. I, I just think it's important <laughs> to come to your wife with any sort of feedback or anything coming with an encouraging spirit and coming in love. Yeah. Um, when we, when you bring emotion into it, which I am totally guilty of doing that as well, um, you know, it tends to not go over as well. And they tend to not receive it <laughs> yeah, because it feels more like an attack. I find and, that and so, if you can dodge the one week of every month that the criticism comes, you'll be all right. That's my, <laughs> that's my experience after 15 years, almost 15 years of marriage, that there's just one week out of every month where you just got to be on, move. you got to be on your A game and just don't leave any room for <laughs> that negative feedback or, or when it comes, just be like, I love you. Or just take it like a man and just go with it. Roll with the punches. Yep. Because the other three weeks, you can have a conversation. And I I find that it gets a little, it can get a little, not hairy, but it can get a little like when you involve kids, it can get a little touch and go because you don't want to, you don't. You can't just be all open and talk the, whatever way you want with your wife, with your kids around. Sometimes because they'll they'll emulate or they'll criticize if you're like extra critical. Yeah. They'll be so you gotta be like, okay, we're just gonna. We'll. You don't need to be like, we'll talk about this later. It's just you look or you. Yeah. Okay. I understand. We'll figure that out. We'll. we'll yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with. <laughs> but when I'm when I'm talking to my kids. And giving them feedback, like my my son comes up to me and he has like he has like a big box of Legos and he loves just to build random things. And he's like, "Look, I built a built a table. It looks nothing like a table." <laughs> and I do the same thing that you were talking about during that Christmas uh, concert. I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, you did it. <laughs> yep, you know, <laughs> you could put something on that." <laughs> exactly you know just a little bit of encouragement right. without being like nah man we we need to take it apart we need to do it this way this is how you do it but uh yeah sometimes you got to pick your battles too you do like do you, you really, really do. need to give the feedback now uh is it necessary right. to give that feedback is it something yeah that, yeah let's, and you let's really just live with and it. you have to weigh the person's like their their temperament at the time you can tell when someone mm. is not ready to receive feedback and sure. you have to just, you have to be, but, but you can't just be, if you get to the point, like there was a period in my relationship with Mindy that, that I didn't ever give feedback. And I was like, I wouldn't say I was scared, but I was just like, it never felt like she was receptive. But when I discovered that if I could like, if, if, if you could just find the, I don't know, like you find the approach that works. You just have to try different ways of feedback. You can't just give up. You can't just say, "Well, I, I just you can't just say I, just, I don't want to." You're wearing that today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. No, I get that all the time, <laughs> and I, I accept it. I'm just like, yeah, that's what I'm wearing. 
I mean, if you want to yeah. dress me, if you want to pick out my clothes, flops. that's fine. Live with it. Yeah. But you just have to, you have to try different ways. You can't just think, well, I don't want to argue. Because if your whole point is never to argue, you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to have honesty. You want to have honesty. But to me, the secret to giving feedback is to first expose your fault. Like, you know what? I've had a really hard time this week with X. Like, this week I've been really short with the kids. Uh, can you help me? You know, I'm sorry that I've been that way. And then you wait like 10 minutes and then you say, hey, you know, by the way, you really suck at this. No, you <laughs> no, but you, you lead off yeah. with criticizing yourself sometimes. And, you know, in, in a term of, you know what, we're on the same level. We're in the same playing field. This mm-hmm. is not me above you saying you need to do this better as a parent. Uh, I think putting yourself in on the same playing field and really like being a mutual in your feedback is really important. So that and after 15 years, that's like my wife and I, we give feedback to each other every week, almost every day. And most of the time it's healthy and it's good outside of that one week of every month. But we, yeah, we weather it's that also, storm. Yeah, it's also good to provide positive feedback whenever you can. Oh, yeah. Whether that be, hey, I like that shirt or uh, thanks for being patient with me or, you know, just, yeah. just anything that you can say to that gives that positive feedback. Because if you're if you litter nine positive feedbacks and then there's like a one negative it's a little bit easier to swallow than if all you're doing is giving negative feedback for sure yeah i think for the most part i try to i try to weigh people in if i think they can handle it and then i wait till a moment when it's necessary or maybe even for the greater good like if i can tell that you know you know, for example, Mindy works long hours and, you know, she, she leaves the house with the kids at 7 a.m. and she gets back with the kids at 4 p.m. And she's had to deal with, you know, not only her, our kids, like driving to them from school when they're like arguing with each other or they're like hyped up on some kind of sugar that they had. I don't know if they put something in the water in the water fountains, but sometimes those kids come home and they're bouncing off the walls. Uh, but on top of that, she's had to deal with like 30, 40, 50 other kids And so when she comes home and, you know, you can just tell and it's like, okay, I'm going to tag me in. Let's work together. And uh, you just got to, you got to, you know, just, okay, is there, is this like a a problem that needs feedback or is this just she's in a bad mood or I'm in a bad mood? You know, it works both ways. Yeah. You got to, you got to kind of weigh that too. Yeah. Because if you're in a bad mood, you could, you could be either not in the right frame of mind uh, to receive feedback or yeah. not, and and definitely not give feedback when you're when you're in a bad mood. Yeah, because that's just you're gonna have a different tone. You're gonna come across uh, in not the right manner. Yep. So, yeah. So that was that's that's all I have for feedback. Nice. What's our other topic? Well, before we get into that topic, Mark Boucher, I have a couple random questions from our joiners. Oh. Let's do it. Barnaby, my back, my back, butters. <laughs> oh, no. He asked us to choose one piece of sci-fi, he said. It could be a gadget or technology that you would like to like to have in real life in our lifetime. Uh, my choice is cold fusion or crystal energy or crystal energy equivalent. Free energy for all. Barnaby, that's so nice and so sweet. 
but you are going way too altruistic with your sci-fi. I want a lightsaber. There is no question kyber about it. He's talking about crystals. Let's do kyber, kyber crystals. crystals. There you go. Exactly. And the multi-kyber crystals yes. so you can have multiple colors. Yeah, I want one of those that yeah. like spins in the lightsaber so it's like constantly changing colors. Like it's like a <laughs> kind of a Yeah, like kind of like those like pens with those like yes. 10 different colors. Oh, that's, that's a great <laughs> combination. What are those kind of pens called? I love those pens back in school. I still love those uh, pens. Multicolor yeah. pens. I don't, I don't multi-colored know. Multicolored lightsaber like that, where you just click it, you just you pop one side, and it like all of a sudden changes you know colors. What? I'm tired of this purple. Let's go yellow today. Yes, <laughs> that is a great idea, Patrick. You need to. I don't know what you can do, but trademark that. Or <laughs> I don't know what you. Can do, I don't know what you do, do but do it. Make it happen. I want that to be reality. So that's mine. Multicolored lightsaber. What kind of tech do you guys want in real life? Oh, I already said kyber crystal. Oh, gotcha. You just want the crystal? <laughs> like, you just want to hold it and be like, I just look want, what I have. Yeah, I want to be able, yeah. Time machine. Yeah, I was going to say, you want Ooh, Doctor Who's phone booth, don't beautiful. you? Uh, maybe not specifically in that form. What I does mean, your time machine yeah. look what like? What form is your time machine, Mark? And you can't use a DeLorean. You can't use a phone booth. You can't use the original time machine, which is like the worst idea ever. Because it can't move or go anywhere, <laughs> and everything forms around it. What would be your time machine, Mark? Watch a watch. What? Yep, it's a good one. Because it's got to be something like if you think about it. Um, when you're going back in time, you kind of have to kind of blend in with everybody else. Yeah. Um, and so. Kind of like, you know, with Marty in Back to the Future, he kind of had to change out of his future clothes and stuff. That's true. And and blend in with, with everybody else because, you know, you don't want to be too, you know, inconspicuous. Yeah. So something something subtle, like a watch. Obviously, you, you'd have to... Like a Flava Flav design it chain around your neck. Watch <laughs> on the front Flava like that. Flava Flav. <laughs> Flava <laughs> um, But yeah, something, something subtle. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I would definitely say time travel. Although it's probably good that we don't have that because that could be very dangerous. That would be dangerous. Um, but man, uh, I thought I had a daughter. Now I have two sons. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Way to go, Mark. Yeah, that would be dangerous. Uh, friggin' nutcase, Travis Popsicle. Uh, he said, "I live day to day and very rarely plan or foresee." anything future related if i want something i just go get it i also don't worry about the future because there isn't anything i nor anyone else can do about it i do look forward to friday paydays i predict i'll be broke shortly after my check gets deposited lol oh gosh (laughs) oh man travis got you buddy Future can be tough sometimes. And while you didn't have a question, you gave us the perfect transition to Mark's topic that he wants to share today about the future. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No transition music, though, yeah. unless you want to do some. No. No, we already did that. Transition time. Yeah. Insert Back to the Future jingle. Yep. Ooh, add that in. That sweet. I will give you $1 if you do that, Patrick. Or Mark. Whoever's doing it. Okay. So, Mark, the future. Uh, Let's yeah. talk about it. So, if you guys remember back in 2015. Oof. Nope. We uh, 
we celebrated. <laughs> it's forever ago. We we, what we celebrated. Uh, yeah. Wow. Let me check my calendar. We we celebrated uh, Back to the Future Day because you know Back to the Future Part Two. Yeah. Um, you know, occurred in 2015. Yep. The movie that was where it was set, or that's where they traveled. It's so laughable to. Mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, and so obviously their portrayal of life in 2015 was very different from, you know, what actually was 2015. You know, obviously, uh, people didn't people don't wear two ties to work. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I don't think you can hydrate a pizza um and and go from like this little bitty disc to a huge freaking pizza. Uh I don't think Pizza Hut has figured that out yet. It would be gross if they um, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we do have self-tying laces. We do have that. Yeah. But but that's not a regular uh regular thing now. Um, it's called Velcro. Yeah, I guess Velcro, but that's not exactly self tying. Nothing. I love the sound of Velcro in the morning. Mm, mm. Can't even make the sound, <laughs> but that's the best I can do. Yep, it's all good. It's all good. We'll put it. We'll put it in. A it's more like right a. There. Yeah, does that that's sound like it? Pretty close. Is that pretty good. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> Um, Let me give but, you a little feedback on your Velcro sounds. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I accept it gladly. But, yeah, in any case, so there's a lot of things that they sort of thought about, well, this what this might be what life would be like in 2015 that it turned out mm-hmm. was not that way at all. They did kind of nail some things. Um, the Cubs won the World Series. It, Cubs, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep. Except I don't think um, they played the right team. I don't remember what the team was, no. and it wasn't even a real team. Miami. Was it? Yeah, they played the Miami Gators or something like that, which is not. <laughs> it was a like the wrong game. mascot. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it you know that kind of gets you thinking about what do we think right now? What do we think the future is going to be like in about ten, twenty, or thirty years? Um, you consider the 1980s and all the technological excuse me technological advances no you were right technological i like that technological technological um mm, yeah the technological mm, advancements mm, that uh <laughs> that we've had in the past like 30 to 40 years um have have been kind of insane and so like if you think back in the 80s like they used tape cassettes players mm-hmm. to listen to music and you had to you know rewind to a certain point now you had to we be can just kind kinda... and rewind yes indeed get that it's important. and uh now we can just like just hit one button it just automatically skips a song or you can do the high speed scrubbing and it goes you know right to the to the point in the song that you want yeah the fact that we have smartphones at all the fact that we have cell phones like that aren't half the size of your face. Uh, Do you remember, like, I don't know, it was probably about 10 years ago, there was those pocket, uh, I don't know, they weren't calculated, but you had, like, a pen that came with it. Do you know what, do you remember those? Do you remember those? Like, um, ah, what were those called? 
Talking they about weren't blackberries? like berries. They were they were around the same time, uh, but oh gosh, I don't remember what they were called. But it was like a, it was like an iPad, but they weren't yeah. connected to the internet. Right. Man, what were those what called? Were those called. Oh, way to go, Patrick. Those those things were like you looking back. Those things are worthless compared oh, yeah. to our phones now. They're like yeah. Absolutely. Or bricks with a screen. You're talking about Palm Pilots? Palm Pilots. Yes. yes. Palm Pilots. <laughs> I was so envious of people that had those. I think I got one right at the tail end. I'm like, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> Why does anybody <laughs> use this? <laughs> Pen and paper is way Game better. Colors. Because they don't. <laughs> they don't use so, them. But in any case, so yeah. Ten years let's from now? Think about <laughs> ten year, let's start with ten Palm years Pilot right now. Resurgence. I got a personal prediction. In ten years... My kids will either be uh, in college or on the way to college, and my wife and I will be prepping to be empty nesters in 10 years. That's a beautiful thought. My daughter's nine and my son is seven. Mm. So 19 and 17. Patrick, the same is true for you. Maybe not with Clark. He's a little, he's a touch younger. Clark's five, so... It's more like he could be Doogie Hauser. He could uh he could go to college early. You could find a way to. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Uh, my daughter maybe Doogie. Yeah, but I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure about so Clark. Sure about Sorry, Clark. He'll be more like a ninja than Doogie. <laughs> <be a> ninja. <laughs> You're a prodigy. A professional ninja. Ninja style. Yes. Love. Yeah. It. Okay. So that's a personal so prediction. That's I your... have. That's your personal. Now, do you want to hear the overall, or do we want to just do personal predictions? We can do personal ones first. That's fine. Uh, nothing will change. We'll be on episode <laughs> what seven hundred of the Good Morning Guys. <laughs> the Good Morning Old Guys. Good it'll be six hundred some, right? Because <laughs> in ten years, it'll be five hundred and twenty episodes, and we're on episode sixty no, something. Stop doing that. Yeah, five hundred and eighty-six no. episodes. <laughs> We in 586. Okay. Yeah, that's a good personal yep. prediction. Mark, you got one? And a, we'll, we'll be on Improv 402. <laughs> improv 402, <laughs> yes. That sounds about right. So 10 years from now, I think that there will be more of a prevalence of battery-powered cars. All right, so no personal prediction for you. So personal prediction, I think I will have one child. All right, there you go, child. Oh, cool. Yeah. So child, his name or her name? Jean Luc. Oh, Jean Luc Picard (laughs) Boucher. (laughs) Perfect. All right. No, probably if I had my choice, um, I'd say probably like. Connor. Oh, okay. Hmm. I was thinking more like Hans. <laughs> and then he could play the. What is it? Are you <laughs> playing yeah, like the PUBG? Play the PUBG. The PUBG. Uh, yeah. Play the Epic Legends. <laughs> Let's go, Hans. <laughs> oh, Hans, eat your green beans. <laughs> Do it now. Or get in the chopper. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> I'm going to name my son Arnold. Arnold Boucher. <laughs> And then we'll have a second son, and we'll name him Franz. <laughs> yes, that would be Franz perfect. And Franz. Your wife would love that. You're gonna pump <laughs> you, you up. up. <laughs> so back to real life: battery-powered cars. 
Yes, I think there will be more of a prevalence of electric cars. Okay. I think in 10 years it should all be electric cars. They should just totally wipe out gasoline-powered cars. I'm just kidding. That's not even <laughs> ever going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, but yeah. I think the, the oil industry has too much. Yeah, they have too much of a stake. At the moment. Mm, yeah. Steak sounds good right now. I like mm, uh, one of my one of my overall predictions that I had. I have two positive and one negative. The next Star Wars trilogy will be in the middle of its run. They will have started okay. or be in the midst of the next mainline Star Wars trilogy, perhaps at its end, and then the yeah. the next Marvel baddie will be taken down or be on the cusp of being beaten by the new Avengers, whoever that is. And then my negative one is Long John Silvers will go out of business. <laughs> that's a negative? <laughs> well, that's negative for Patrick. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick. I have no faith in Long John Silvers. It's all about your perspective. You've got, you've got nine years and 11 months to enjoy Long Johns. It's I remember out. back in 2019 when Long Johns was still in existence. Those are the good, oh, old, the good days. old days of hush puppies and endless <laughs> shrimp. Yeah, and you could kill your gut with one meal. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think uh, in 10 years Disney will own everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this rate, Disney right? will become sentient. <laughs> yeah. Disney will own DC and then we'll finally get a Marvel versus DC. Oh, movie. what? Ooh. Marvel versus DC. Hmm. Yeah, that would. I want to see not that. That would be cool. Marvel versus DC in space while Star Wars is happening. <laughs> okay, you you took you took a wrong you took a turn. I can't They're really jump on the shark. Crossing the streams here. <laughs> oh my, that's uh, some imagination you have, Patrick. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are all ten ten year predictions. Hope someone's writing this down. Mm-hmm. Check on us. So, 20-year predictions. Okay. All right. In 20 years. So, I'm going to do the, I'm gonna do an overall okay. prediction. Overall. In 20 years, it could be earlier than that, we will no longer have TVs as we know it. We will have holograms to where okay. they are going to be like little fobs <laughs> in the Mandalorian. Little fobs. <laughs> So we go to our jobs and then we go home and watch our fobs. Where you can carry it pretty much wherever. Okay. And it it will project on any Any surface or or not even a surface. It doesn't need a surface. Yeah. It just floats there. That's where I think TVs are going. Okay. I would take that a step farther and would say that, you know, the idea of like Google Glass. Yep. And all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Like the augmented reality. Yeah. I think. They were on to something. And like our glasses or, you know, you could get contacts or something like that to where you could watch TV, you could browse the internet, and it would be almost like a, a minority report mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like AR television where it's just like, like I want to watch channel 722, just pops up right in front of you. Doesn't have to be, you know, nobody else can see it. You can you can see it unless you have your 
you know, your glasses or your whatever tuned to that channel too or something like that. Um, and, and so maybe that's too pie in the sky futuristic, but, um, I think, I think that, well, I think speaking, yeah, that's, I mean, with the, with the technology out now, uh, I mean, they, they showed Google glass, what? A year ago? Oh, it was longer than that. It was, it feels like they, um, no, that was like five years ago that they did like a soft release and it failed, but I think it wasn't cost effective. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it, it it is, but I think in twenty years it will definitely be cost effective as the prices go down and technology yeah. improves. Uh, I I definitely can see that happening. I don't know about uh, I don't know about TV, but I think you'll be able to. I, I, I in my mind, I'm thinking like YouTube or Facebook or yeah. internet sites. Yeah, which um, I mean, we're already at a point where most people are watching that. I don't know about most, but so many people are already watching that most of the time that probably in 20 years, standard TV watching will be in the minority. Like we're going to be the, we're going to be the old people being like, why can't people just sit around the TV and watch it? Why do they have to watch their old UB2Bs and (laughs) Facebooky thingies? And yeah, that's officially what I'm going to call it now. We are going to be. Fat guys in a little coat. sitting in chairs. Yeah, that's my that's my prediction actually for twenty years from now. Floating cars. Wally. It's gonna be Wally. It's gonna be I think floating cars are gonna hit at least the rich and famous mainline. Like people are gonna be using floating cars of some kind. See, I I, I agree there's gonna be some sort of floating car, but it's gonna be more like a a speeder. Or oh, man. from like Star Wars. A, Something that's gonna be like Above, hovering above the ground. I don't think there's going to be like hovering like above houses. No, I don't no, no, think no. Yeah. I think when I say floating cars, I definitely mean like a few feet off the ground, like floating yeah. cars. Definitely. Yeah. Flying in the sky. That would, that's just like, that is, that Scary. is too dangerous. People cannot <laughs> handle that. Have you, have you ever seen like maglev technology? Yes. Have you ever seen uh-huh. that? I've seen a little bit I of think, it. I think that could be something that, that could happen eventually. Yeah. What kind of technology is that? Like using Maglev? electromagnetic, magnetic, yeah. magnetic, bleh, magnetic levitation. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you put uh, two magnets together, yeah. they kind of oppose each other and they're, yep. st- they're kind of like hovering away from it. Kind of same, yep. same concept. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I think in 20 years, those kind of electromagnetic floating cars. And then like you mentioned, Patrick, I think there's going to be some level of Wally surrogates i don't know if you guys have seen that movie with bruce willis or even ready player one there's going to be a lot more people plugged into vr worlds like and that's going to be most of their time when well it's just going to be most of their time i think we're going to have a lot more people that are plugged in that don't really have a a real life they just kind of sit around their house and like they work from their there's we already have people that are working from their computers and doing different things from their computers a lot and 20 years from now there's going to be so many more people plugged into that kind of thing. Uh, the other thing that I think in 20 years, all of our favorite uh, movies and video games that they will consider classic that are of this time are going to be already remade. So they're going to be already rebooting, remaking. They're doing re-reboots. Re-reboots, re-remakes. It's going to be ridiculous. We think it's ridiculous now. It's going to be even worse in 20 years, I think. It's going to be nuts. Also, I'm going to say hello to my first grandkid. Nice. What's his or her name? Uh, 
Kurt uh, Cur- Curly. Svetlana. Mo. And Larry. And Larry. <laughs> Shemp. Yeah, Shemp. <laughs> no one talks about Shemp. <laughs> uh, the black sheep of the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, 30 years. Oh, man. We are going to have a person step on Mars. Oh, that's a good one. They will die in a matter of moments, but yes. <laughs> they, they will step, step on, on Mars and die. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. What happened, what happened to that? Uh, they Still went too counts. far. They went too Still far. counts indeed. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a good one. So I step, didn't think of that. Someone's stepping on Mars. I like it. I think in the next 30 years, there will be a cure and a vaccine for cancer. Okay. And Disney is going to publish it. <laughs> Do you publish a cure? Is that the is that the know, proper verb no for that? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to develop, publish, and direct. Oh wow! Cure for cancer, and the star. movie. Make a trilogy out of it. So, cure for cancer. I bet. That's a yeah, good if one. we if we cure if there's a cure for cancer, I guarantee there's going to be a movie about it. Yep. All for. Yeah, I'd watch it. True. There will be. Hopefully, it's not one of those situations where they like monetize the crap out of it. Uh, I mean, obviously, they're gonna have to sell it, but like, you know, make it where it's a hard commodity to come by to actually get the vaccine. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we've we've come so close, but we're still not quite there. But I think within the next thirty years, especially with how much technology has advanced mm-hmm. just in the past 30 years. Right. I think we could make it. I mean, people don't get chicken pox anymore or measles or any of those, you know, when the kids get vaccinated nowadays, you don't get it anymore. I mean, there's there's people that out there that don't get the vaccinations and some people still get it, but I mean, we can get you can get what in one shot you get a whole bunch of different vaccinations in one shot. Yeah. It's it's amazing how Measles, far polio all that kind yeah. of Yeah, it's it's crazy how how far we've come in medical technology alone. Yep. Mm. Hmm. Mm. 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 Lucas, did you have a 30-year prediction? 30-year prediction, I will be either in the process or in the process of or already retired. Oh, that sounds great. Nice. Yes. Where are you in your retirement? Oof. That's a Are you still in Brazil? I I feel like if I can play my cards right, I could be like a snowbird and do spring and summer in the US and winter and fall or fall and winter in Brazil. So, Okay. I would prefer at this point in life, in terms of retirement, I don't really want to stick with one place. Like for the sake of family, I would of course want to be in the U.S. Uh, and and at that point in my life, I just think, especially in just knowing the people I know and you know, kind of observing like, you know, like my dad just retired, and and at that point, it's like, what is your purpose when when you you know when you finish your career or your job or whatever? 
And I think that the next best purpose is your family, like solidifying your legacy and investing in the next generation. And so I think it would, it would have to be inevitable that I would live in the U.S. because that's where so all my you, family is. Do you think that do you, so speaking of family, do you think that your kids are, when they go to college, do you think they're going to stay in Brazil or no. do you think they are going to go back to the U.S.? James could stay in Brazil. And, Tasha, at this point, at least she is going to go to the U.S. Like that I, there's like 1% chance she could change her mind and stay in Brazil. She just, and it's not because there's yeah. anything against Brazil. She just has such a deep connection. Just the two years that she lived in the U.S., she has such a deep connection to our family there, and just she just feels more comfortable. Uh, she's more herself with 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 English speaking Americans than she is with uh, Portuguese and Brazil and Brazilians here. So yeah, she'll definitely go to the U.S. And I, but I could see James staying here. I could see him uh, being our our multi truly multicultural kid, where he like he loves both. And he is a part of both, and he feels 100% American, 100% uh, Brazilian. Um, hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, we'll we'll if 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 we can swing it, we'll definitely do like a snowbird retirement and stick in both places. On the negative side of things, I think that overpopulation will be our greatest world problem in 30 years. Uh, not so much in the U.S., but more on the eastern side where India and China already right now are like bursting at the seams in 30 yeah. years. The, you know, And I don't know if you guys have seen Elysium, I think it is, uh, with Matt Damon. Uh, and it's a movie. Sorry. Not, I didn't, I didn't preface oh, okay. that properly. <laughs> like, where's Elysium? I don't think I've actually seen Elysium's it. a movie about the how overpopulation affects on a worldwide scale and i really think there's going to be a worldwide crisis in 30 years in regards to population in some parts it's not going to be everywhere uh i just think there's going to be some need for some kind of i don't know if you what you call it migration or shifting of people to areas that are less populated uh it's just it's got a like like the world population is growing at such an exponential rate I know you guys still think we have about two, two and a half billion people, but it's seven and a half, close to eight billion. That's a shout out to uh, a past episode <laughs> of Bamboozled. We were close. <laughs> Real close in 1960. <laughs> but, but like the population in the past 30 years, I don't know. I can't remember how much it's grown, but it's, it's just exponentially growing still. And, uh, so on, I'm unfortunately one of my, one of my predictions on the negative side is there's going to be a a population induced crisis in the world. So hmm. sorry to be the bearer of bad hmm. news. All right, Debbie. Darren. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, but, uh, did you give a thirty yeah. year prediction? Uh, didn't I? Oh, we. Uh, I gave uh, the prediction of landing on Mars, but oh, as a yeah, personal prediction, did. yeah, I'll, I will be retired. I would have. I will be retired in thirty years. Uh, for about five years, so I plan on retiring in my early sixties, if not earlier than that. Uh, you know, like I am saving up for retirement. Been doing that ever since I started a job. Nice. So, um. You know, I've gotten I've gotten a little bit of money, and if that if I continue to do that for the next 
20 to 25 years, um, I feel like I'll be, I'll be set. Um, Mel, Mel and I, we aren't, we aren't, um, uh, people who care to travel. We're, 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 we don't care to have big things. We don't care to have a lot of things. I mean, we have a small house and we do not care to buy a bigger house. We enjoy, uh, the low monthly payments of a mortgage. And, uh, so yeah, we, we, um, I think, uh, I think I'll be, be retired for a little bit. Um, and I will probably be still in the, still in the same house. As long as this house doesn't, you know, burn down right. or fall apart, you know, we'll still be in this house. Yeah. We, we, I mean, uh, even if it tries to go the way of care. your vacuum cleaner, you just kick it and it'll, it'll get itself into gear. Yeah. Just, it'll fix itself. We'll, we'll put the house out to the garbage. <laughs> just put it in the garbage. And then, <laughs> call your brother, brother-in-law. <laughs> and then walk away and then come back and it'll be You'll there look for again, house at so. Target. Make it jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Black Friday. We're looking for a house. <laughs> I think you need to come visit. Uh, I think yeah. you guys need to make a 10-year a, a plan to come visit me in Brazil. 10 or 20 or 30 years. Yes. <laughs> Do yeah. it. I'd be down for that. Your what? money is four times the amount here as it is there. So mm. you just get your butt here and we can have spring break. woo Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Episode six hundred. Yes, right. in Brazil, live in Brazil. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it for my topic. Cool. Well, I hope to, uh, I hope to, you know, get to the ten year mark, the twenty year mark, the thirty year mark with Mark and Patrick and Ronnie. And uh, hey. I hope to compare these predictions, and hopefully, all the positive and good ones will come true, and then some of my negative ones will not. But we'll see. All right. Well, that is all for this feedback fueled chat about the future, the Mando, the Big Apple, and the whatever else you can think of. If you'd like to join in on future chats on a more personal level, check out the links in the show notes or on our Twitter page at the GMG Podcast. We do have a Discord group that talks about everything from real life to current events and entertainment and gaming to dad jokes. If you're old school like me, you can also email us at thegoodmorningguys at gmail.com. And then if you want to practice your radio, vo- radio voice, call us at 929-GMG-GUYS, just like Ronnie would like to someday if he could figure out what the phone number is. Uh, you can leave a message, ask a question, and let your voice be heard. Speaking of being heard, Mark... What is the latest addition to the GMG music playlist that any and all can hear on Spotify and or Apple Music? Okay, so obviously I was trying to listen to what we were talking about in terms of, you know, discussion topics. Obviously. And and so uh the first song that I chose was uh since we were talking about uh criticism and feedback and how that can make a person stronger. Um, I, I chose the song "Fighter" from uh, Christina Aguilera. I don't uh, know if I know that one. Can you sing that one for us? Uh, oh, gosh, it makes me move a little bit faster. Makes me swing Be a, a little, little bit, bit stronger. Something I can't like, I remember all the words. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making me a fighter. All right, nice. nice. Yeah, that one. <laughs> um, and then. 
of course, uh, since we were talking about the future, uh, it made me think of the Beatles' uh, When I'm 64. Uh, so I'll be adding that to the playlist as well. And uh, I think that's it. I think just when a couple I'm of 64. How do I not know that one? How does that one go? I don't know the words to that either. When I'm 64, <laughs> I it's will when I'm be... 64. I don't I don't believe either of you. When I'm 64 with diamonds. I can't remember all the all the the melody to it, but but yeah. Execute so. order 64. <laughs> when I'm 64. Execute Nintendo 64. Do it. <laughs> all righty then. Mark, Pat, and the spirit of Ronnie J, along with you, our beloved friends and podcast family. Next week, we will talk at you again and on podcast services around the globe, we will be. Until then, a good morning you must get and a blessing and guidance from God. May you have <laughs> as you live as you work, and as you came, do, do not. There is no try. One, two, three, four.